She drags me everywhere, man Sometimes by the hair, man Forgot my underwear, man This just isn't fair, man I don't want to go there, man What am I doing here? Been to Ukraine, Bahrain, Syria, Algeria, North Korea, South Korea, North Pole, South Pole, North Dakota, South Dakota, Spain, and Maine, and Iran, Iraq, Israel, India, Hunan, Wuhan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, bottom of the Atlantic, Titanic, what a panic, drags me everywhere, man, sometimes by the The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah! San Antonio, Texas has one of the world's great tourist attractions. It's called Riverwalk. In 1941, they diverted a real river and turned it into a fake river 2.5 miles long. And you sail this fake river in tiny motorboats past three stories of bars, cantinas, and saloons. It's like the It's a Small World ride, but with booze, which is really the only way to enjoy the It's a Small World ride. But San Antonio has another great tourist attraction. It's, uh, what is it? I can never remember the Alamo. You ever ask someone directions and as soon as they start telling you, you tune out? So you ask them to repeat it and as they're repeating it, you tune out again? That's how I am with the Alamo. I've been there three times. I learned all about it in school. And yet the only thing I can remember is Remember the Alamo. It's fun to say, remember the Alamo. I just don't remember what I'm supposed to remember. And they tried to make it easy on us. They made two blockbuster movies on the topic. One starred John Wayne, and it was his biggest flop ever. The other starred Billy Bob Thornton, and it's the reason you don't see more movies starring Billy Bob Thornton. It lost a hundred million dollars. Part of the problem is, it's a depressing story. We lost. We lost big. Roughly 200 Americans took on 2,000 Mexicans, and everyone on our side died. One of the great heroes of the Alamo was Jim Bowie. It's pronounced Bowie, even though it's spelled Bowie, like David Bowie. Although David Bowie pronounced his name Bowie, but everyone got it wrong. That wasn't even his real name. He was born Davy Jones, but that name was taken by another androgynous British pop star. For the monkey Davy Jones, the name was real, but the band was fake. Where the hell was I? Oh right, Jim Bowie, best remembered as the inventor of the Bowie knife. And what's a Bowie knife? It's that thing invented by Jim Bowie. These are the kind of circular facts we learned in grade school. You think you know two things when you really don't know anything. And for the record, the Bowie knife may have actually been invented by Jim's brother, Resin. <laughs> Resin? I thought he invented the bong. 
Wow. Another hero of the Alamo was Davy Crockett. Or maybe it was Daniel Boone. It was some jerk in a coonskin cap. Fess Parker played both of them. Fess probably wanted to play Hamlet, but they wouldn't let him do it without a dead raccoon on his head. What we do know is that these brave men died fighting for the Alamo, which wasn't even theirs. It was a Mexican garrison and not a particularly good one. The Texians, that's what Texans were called back then, Texians took it over after the Mexians, no, after the Mexicans left. They didn't even want it. Mexican leader Santa Ana described it as an irregular fortification, hardly worthy of the name. Santa Ana, by the way, is the most interesting character at the Alamo. He was president of Mexico 11 times. He lost the leg in battle, and they sent it back to his hometown for a parade. You can see his artificial leg in a museum in Illinois. And the most amazing fact of all... Santa Ana is the man who introduced chewing gum to America. I can remember that, but I can't remember the Alamo. So here's the story in brief. A lot of Americans died protecting something they didn't own against people who didn't want it. But at least we were fighting for a noble cause. Freedom. The freedom to have slaves. These proud Americans gave their lives for the right to enslave other proud Americans. Once the world figures this out, San Antonio is in big trouble, because they'll have to remove the Alamo name from everything in the city. 600 different businesses use it, from the Alamo Church of Christ to Alamo Rent-A-Stripper. My Texas friend Jeff Martin even has an uncle named Alamo. It sounds cool, but Alamo is Spanish for Cottonwood Tree. Ha! His name is Uncle Cottonwood Tree. <laughs> so maybe it's best that we don't remember the Alamo all that well. The truth is messy and confusing. San Antonio could learn a lesson from Belfast, Northern Ireland. That city prides itself as the people who built the Titanic. They have museums and monuments celebrating their achievement. And they ignore the fact that the Titanic wasn't a totally successful piece of shipbuilding. Their attitude is, She looked good as she was leaving here, and that's the last we ever heard of it. The Alamo is a very nice place to visit. You can't miss it. It's smack dab in the middle of downtown San Antonio. And it's the exact size and shape of a Taco Bell franchise. Admission is free, and they have a museum filled with great historical artifacts. Many are on loan from the world's foremost collector of Alamo memorabilia. Do you know who it is? He's very famous. I'm going to give you 10,000 guesses, and you still won't get it right. It's musician Phil Collins. Phil Collins owns all the Alamo memorabilia. And he's the third British pop star to appear in this Alamo podcast. What's going on here? The Alamo is always crowded with tourists who just kind of stumble around knowing it's important for some reason. After 20 minutes, they give up and head directly across the street to San Antonio's other great attractions. The Mirror Maze, the Escape Room, and one of the finest wax museums in America. It's got three Michael Jacksons. Best of all is the city's Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. They have Lee Harvey Oswald's car, and his hair, and his toe tag from the morgue. 
There's also a talking moose head on the wall that urges you to sit on a couch. And when you do, the sofa emits a long, loud fart noise. The Alamo should get one of those. I'd remember that. If you like this podcast but hate the sound of my voice, and I know my wife does, then check out What Am I Doing Here, the book. All my great travel stories, new bonus material, and photos, photos, photos. Go to Amazon.com for What Am I Doing Here by Mike Reese. Now on with the show. And now, the What Am I Doing Here players present How Mike Almost Missed His Flight. Trevor! Hey everybody, it's Trevor Morris, my funny doorman. Thank you, thank you, you make me blush. It's just sound effects. It's from an old Eisenhower rally. All those people are dead. Eisenhower, great general. So, Trevor, did you miss me? Were you gone, sir? Was I gone? I was gone for a month. I thought New York had lost some of its fizz. I almost didn't get back. (laughs) It's an amazing story. You want to hear it? Frankly, no. Wait, what? Everyone who comes back from a trip has a thrilling story of how they almost missed their flight. And while it's always exciting for them, it's like slow death to the rest of us. You're right. Still, this one's really great. So you're going to tell it? Yes, I am. So Denise and I were in the Philippines, and we set aside three hours to get to the airport. It should only take one hour, but traffic in Manila can be a nightmare. So I've heard. But that day, it wasn't a nightmare. It was post-apocalyptic, and we managed to get to Manila Airport with only minutes to spare. Well, that was a cork of a yarn, a rip-snorter, more twist than a Graham Greene novella. You're not really English, are you? No, sir. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm just affected. Anyway, that is not the end of the story. I am just getting started. Oh, what a lucky boy am I. Denise asked the woman at Manila Airport, Is this where we catch the flight to New York? And she said, Terminal 3 is not even in the city. Shit! We ran over to a taxi and asked how much for a ride to Terminal 3. 300 pesos. It was spooky. That was exactly the amount of local money I had left. This trip would clean me out. It would pauperize me. We hopped in the cab and raced for Terminal 3. We had no time to spare. I told Denise to get the plane tickets ready. The tickets are on my phone. The phone is in my pocket and the zipper is stuck. Denise opened that pocket 50 times a day so she could look at her phone while I was talking to her. The coat was 10 years old and in all that time, the zipper had never gotten stuck. Well, it's stuck now. Fix it. She handed me the coat. For 35 years, my wife has been handing me broken things and expecting me to fix them. I don't know why. I have no skills. I've never fixed anything. How's it going? The zipper is adamantine. It is as stuck as Excalibur. Then tear the coat open. I clawed at the fabric, trying to get at her phone. I felt like those guys who deliver a baby in the back of a speeding taxi en route to the hospital. Denise was starting to panic. She asked the cab driver, What time will we get to the airport? It's 6.52. No, that's what time it is now. When will we get to the airport? He banged the clock for emphasis. It's 6.52. 
Fifty-two. That's not my question. What time will we get to the airport? It's six fifty-two. Some people define insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. By that definition, everyone in this taxi was insane. I told Denise I couldn't get at the phone, so she asked the driver, "Do you have a knife we can use?" The driver produced a surprisingly large knife. A machete, really. I think he would have used it on my wife if she had asked him the time again. I sliced through layer after layer of fabric, trying to get at the phone. I could actually see it glowing inside the pocket. This delivery had just become a C-section, and that's when the taxi began to die. The speed started dropping. Thirty-five, thirty, twenty-five. The cab was shaking violently, and I was in the back seat trying to perform surgery with the machete. Twenty-five, fifteen, ten miles an hour, and just as I got the phone out of the pocket, the car died. Terminal 3 was still a quarter mile away, straight uphill. We grabbed our luggage and hopped out of the cab right into the middle of a busy highway. We ran up the ramp, weaving among six lanes of traffic, and got to the terminal. Well, that is a whiz wonk of a tale, a real four-floor patootie. Now I'm just making up words. Isn't that the best race for the airport story you ever heard? It truly is, sir. So you enjoyed it? Not even a little. Still. I can't believe you made your plane. Well, when we got to the airport, we found out our flight had been delayed three hours. See, <laughs> so you also play the trumpet. Only ironically, sir. What am I doing here? Was written and performed by Mike Reese and produced by Josh Perillo, with Denise Reese as herself. Additional voices include Janet Cam and Trevor Morris. Mike's funny doorman. Today's show was brought to you by Bet Online. And check out What Am I Doing Here? The book by Mike Reese, available at Amazon.com.